Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. On a glorious Wednesday evening, got Johnny and Blaine joining us. No football this week, but we have a special treat in store for the listeners this evening. Um, We're going to do a little bit of a season in review. Um, Essentially, we're going to go back through. Shout out to our guy, Johnny. Went back through and heard some of our, uh, our takes earlier in the season talking about awards that we picked in our off-season pods. And uh, might just start making this a thing, because I would imagine that we will continue um, doing our off-season stuff in the summertime and um, into the next season, and then we'll, we'll uh, review it all at the end. Where we were right, where we were wrong, it's going to be a bit of a roast session, I'd say. Gonna, It's just going to be a good uh, comedic show centered around football. And before we get into it, let's hear from the guys. We'll start with Blaine. Blaine, how you doing, buddy? I, you know, my just Vikings takes are going to get razzed this whole time. So just be prepared mm, yeah, for that. Yeah, they are, buddy. You're going to get ready. Yeah, but you're going to get ready for some stuff too. This is I texted before. I was like, I'm going to do some razzing. I'm not going to let anybody get too high on themselves being an expert of the NFL. You know, I, I feel it coming out of you too. I might say a few things myself, but before, <laughs> I like the idea of this episode though, it's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Before we get into the actual content of the episode, I just do want to say this, a disclaimer before the show, that I really don't think I was very wrong this year, but we'll see. Johnny, go ahead, buddy. This is going to be a lot of fun. So the, I had some extra time. The weather in this part of the state, especially where I'm living in Rogersville, Missouri, the last few days has been brutal. It was so bad, like we just you know, like city streets and Springfield get more attention than where we were at out there. And so like, we just like couldn't get out of the house. And so the idea kind of popped into my head and I thought it would be really fun. What was actually hilarious is listening back to our takes from early August at 1.75 speed and just like hearing us like, and then we you know, <laughs> would get to some points and then I'd kind of slow it down to kind of, you know, focus on what we were saying. And so I wrote it all down and um, just for the listeners, this is kind of the outline of the show, right? So back then it was on August 3rd, if you want to go check the receipts, but wow. we did an NFL awards prediction and then who we thought was going to we're going to make the playoffs. And so the outline of the show is going to be we'll go through our AFC playoff predictions, we'll go through the NFC, then we'll go through all of our award picks, and then to finish out the show, we'll go division by division quickly. We're not going to spend that much time, but I'll just say kind of the current state of of the teams and then Chandler and Blaine uh, will bounce around some ideas about, you know, the direction that some of these teams are going, thoughts on what these teams should do or should not do in the draft or maybe free agency and just kind of get our early takes on uh, what's in store. But of course, you know, we know that the Chiefs are still, uh, you know, in, in the Super Bowl and stuff. And so we'll have a bunch of content for you all uh, next week regarding Super Bowl 57, Super Bowl Orlando Brown, if you will. So I'm pumped, yeah. guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe I might have to play moderator between you two. It might get a little hot and heavy in here. No, we'll be fine. But we are going to do this show a little bit differently. We are going to turn it over to Johnny here. He's going to be our uh, our leader through this recap. So, Johnny, to you, brother. All right, guys. So when I was going through this, I also had sent – the idea to y'all in the group text like hey maybe we focus on our best take of the year our worst take of the year whatever that's when i was putting this together that's just naturally going to present itself because in 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 all seriousness there were some misses by the three of us 
but there was some stuff that we absolutely nailed and it's actually going to be really fun to break all that down. So um, let's start with the AFC playoff predictions. Chandler, we'll start with you. You got five of the seven teams, right? Chandler's was uh, the chiefs, the chargers, the Raiders, which was wrong. The Ravens, the Bengals, the Colts, which was wrong and the bills. Okay. So correct. Bills, Bengals, Ravens, Chargers, Chiefs, pretty good there. Pretty good picks. Let's focus on the negative, though, because that's what we do on this show. <laughs> Raiders and Colts got those ones wrong. And funny enough, I had the same exact picks as you for the AFC. So let's give you the floor a little bit, Chandler, and kind of focus on on, on, on what you got wrong there. I Well, okay, so the Raiders, um, I definitely bought into the preseason hype. Um, I think that was uh, definitely the case. Um, I thought that Derek Carr could possibly be good enough with the weapons he had. I mean, they have a good offensive roster, but they just seem to always get in their own way. And they stink, stunk all year on defense. They were bad on defense. Um, I mean, hell, the Chiefs game that they Chiefs won by one, we scored 30 points. I mean, come on. If they if Raiders defense can make one stop, they pick up an extra win there. I really believe in that game, the Raiders should have won that game. So Raiders, Wash, Colts, season from hell. There is no way before the season started that with that offensive line, a couple of decent weapons outside, have you heard of him, Jonathan Taylor, and a good defense that this team in August was not built for the playoffs. They could do it all. They could run in cold weather. They can play hard-nosed defense. They had good corners. I cannot believe how bad the Colts were this season, and it seems like their organization from August – to February has made a complete 180 in the wrong direction. And it's not good for Indy. Yeah. And I'll just go quickly here, Blaine, because I had the same picks as him. You said it all. I think the biggest thing for me for the Raiders is that they tried to fix that defense a little bit, but it's still terrible. And the move to sign Chandler Jones to a three-year $51 million deal turned out to be a huge flop. He finished the year with four and a half sacks. Of course he had the huge moment where the Patriots did that lateral play and he stiff-armed Mac Jones. But other than that, it was a pretty tough year uh, for Chandler Jones. And then, yeah, on the cold side, total disaster. They currently don't even – they still don't have a head coach. And no one knows what they're going to do at quarterback. Maybe they'll take one in the draft. But um, season from hell for sure. Blaine, you uh, also got five of seven correct. So that was all three of us there. Uh, Blaine's went Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders. Of the Chargers. You know what, guys? And I think actually I just did the math wrong here. I think Blaine was first. I was last place. Yeah. Last oh, place. Yeah. yeah. Chiefs. All right. Yeah. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders was wrong. Bengals, Steelers, Colts, oh. Bills. Oh, that's not. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. Blaine, so, you were close. Some you of us close. like to have a take or two that's worth a fuck instead of just being boring and having the same old teams that everyone in the nation thinks they're going to pick. And that's what you two did. I stuck my neck out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You guys were trashing on Trubisky, trashing on the organization. You thought it was going to be a shit show of a year. And they're one game away from making a playoff spot. I mean, okay. two quarters away from making a playoff spot. So. You know, I'll take that as an okay take or okay miss. It wasn't horrible. I will also go to bat for you a little bit, Blaine, because – and I think you would be lying if you said before the season you thought you would get that season from Kenny Pickett. And that leads into my right. point. Kenny Pickett, for 
not the most highly touted quarterback, a lot of question marks, kept that season somewhat together and gave Pittsburgh a chance. So kudos to you on that pick. I mean, it was close. I'll give you that. It was close. Yeah. And then, I too, all of us had Colts. We did not think that Doug was going to turn around the Jaguars like this. I mean, first way through the year, what were they, one and six? <laughs> we, we thought that that was correct. And the Chiefs lost the Colts. And then, like you just said, Chandler, had they had a second half from hell in Indianapolis, and that allowed the door to open. And that's one thing, too. Um, you know, Johnny forced us all to not pick <laughs> the Titans. That's one really good thing Johnny did. I'll let, yeah. I'll let you say something about that. It was just a flag plan I had before the year that I thought they would regress. I think the drafting of Malik Willis for Tennessee was indicative of their 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 organizational thoughts or beliefs in Ryan Tannehill. The season ended, you know, with them getting last year with the first round by and then him throwing three interceptions against the Bengals in the playoffs. And like, I don't think I, I think like neither team got to 20 points in that game. So and Tannehill seems like he's on the outs in Tennessee. When we get into the divisional breakdown later, we can kind of go over that more. But, you know, I actually was going to give Blaine some kudos here, you know, because he uh, gave me kudos there. The, the Steelers thing got really close. I, they were two and six at one point or whatever. Like, I think, I don't know if you guys said that, but like they were bad at one point. And then the move to Kenny, I just think was the right thing. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Like he's got that feel. His numbers weren't great. Uh, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. But if you actually watch the games, you know, you he played better than that. Like he, especially at the end, that game against Baltimore where he threw that touchdown on the run to Najee Harris out of the backfield. Like that's just a great throw and a great moment for them to build off of um, going forward. And then I guess that was another oh, thing that, yeah, go Chandler. Yeah. Sorry. That was another thing. Pittsburgh, they got Najee going. Najee had mm -hmm. one of the better second halves, I think probably of his, what he's been in the league two years. So of his, he probably had the best second half of his career, I'd say. I mean, yeah. he was really involved in that offense. He was running a lot better than he even started the year. And one final point, sorry I'm getting long-winded, but on the Colts, <laughs> it's funny to me that the Colts literally beat the Chiefs and sucked the rest of the year. They played their best game against the Chiefs. They couldn't mm -hmm. play better than what they did, and they had to have a muff punt, two missed field goals, and they still only won by three. Franchise from hell. Fuck you, Indianapolis. <laughs> No Dolphins hired Frank Reich too. Go ahead, Blaine. Yeah, no Dolphins from all of us, and I think that's because we were just pissed off at Tyreek. Hundred percent. That's all of us. <laughs> no credibility oh, yeah. lost with that. None. None. <laughs> so I mean, pretty good showing from the boys. Uh, it gets a little dicey when we get to the NFC. Um, we can transition to there right now. Oh, uh, that this is the point I wanted to make. I knew I was forgetting something. Colts. This is not going to change their whole season but like a player like Shaq Leonard Shaquille Darius Kawhi Leonard whatever his name is <laughs> he has a huge impact on that team and like you know he's the identity of that defense so that that would have helped too and his name will come up later too when we get into the uh the awards well, so on the, the NFC side <laughs> on the NFC side we got to start with Chandler again here because Chandler went Three for seven on his NFC picks. God. And this is this is how they went. Packers, nope. Vikings, Saints, nope. Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Commanders, nope, nope. So the correct ones, to his dismay, the Minnesota Vikings, 
the Buccaneers, who got into the playoffs under 500, and then the Cowboys. So, all right, Chandler, explain Packers, Saints, Rams, Manders. I'll start with Saints and the Commanders, really, because it's the easiest one. I wanted to ride with Blaine. Um, I did believe in both teams heavily as well, but I knew that Blaine had my back in that argument, so I really bought in there. Um, but New Orleans, I have been with Blaine the whole year. He's been calling for it the most, and rightfully so. I don't know why they didn't go to Jameis. It really ruined their season, I think. I think if they would have just bought into playing Jameis, he's risky, but he puts up points, and that's what the Saints needed more of, and they just didn't get it. The commander's season from hell on the NFC. Um, talk about a team for three to four of the last years that have had some of the most promise to start the year in terms of how good their defense could be, and it's just not there. I liked that Taylor Heineke stretch. But then they just fumbled the bag at the end oh, horribly. And honestly, their record isn't indicative of a season from hell. But the way that they went back to wins and it was ruined, the season was ruined after they went back to wins, classifies it as a season from hell for me. Um, the Packers, weird season. Um, it all starts with Rodgers. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, it was just weird. They were hurt a lot. Rodgers seemed disinterested. Then he kind of came back. Then he was kind of disinterested. Then he kind of came back at the end when they had a chance. But you lose to the Lions, right, at the end of the year. If you win, you're in, and you can't do that at Lambeau. Um, F them. And then what was my last one? Oh, Rams. Rams. Super Bowl hangover. Rams might have been the easiest one in that list. Super Bowl hangover, it was obvious. They were beat up. Stafford was hurt to start the year. Super Bowl hangover. So, I mean, I have a couple of bounces here or there away from being 7-7. Seven and seven. I'll say that. Okay, Blaine, over to you. Uh, Packers, Vikings, Saints, Buccaneers, Rams, Commanders. God. So you guys were both on the Commanders thing. And this, I won't say my piece on my picks yet, but – if, if you listen back, I was in between Philly and Washington, and I thought you guys did a great job and you had convinced me in that moment, so I went with the commanders. Then, like, I listened back to the pod, and I was like, what the hell am I doing here? And so I ended up flopping, not flipping. The it was flop. a big flop uh, over to the Eagles before the season even started. But that's a tangent. Blaine, talk about your thoughts on why you picked Packers, Saints, Rams, and Commanders to get in there when they did? Well, I'll start with Commanders because I stuck my neck out for them. And Riverboat Ron, I believed in everything that he had kind of put together last year. And I thought legitimately this is it was a bad take. I thought Carson Wentz was going to be better. I thought that he was going to have a better year, not a resurrecting great year, but you know, a serviceable year in a division where Everyone's banging each other up, which they did. I mean, the commanders killed the Eagles. What the hell was that? Like, that showed enough for me to be so pissed off when they didn't make the playoffs that they were very capable of doing it. But, I mean, it's the NFL. Sometimes you can't predict what happens throughout the year with Heineke, with Wentz, with whoever it was. And the commanders just weren't good enough throughout it. And it, it was my worst take probably um, throughout all these uh throughout all these teams. Saints was pretty bad. Chandler, you covered that. Rams was bad. You covered that. And then Packers, you know, ah, 
They put it together late. Rodgers just couldn't put it together early, and that's a tack for me believing in Rodgers too much. Just that was, I mean, it took so long to get Christian Watson going that it shouldn't have. It absolutely shouldn't have. They should have been a playoff team. It's just so weird to me that someone who's been in the league as long as Aaron just just won't commit to the offseason with these young guys. Like, what I, I just hate, and maybe, maybe that's not really who Aaron is. Like, maybe there's a legitimate reason. But all that we know about Aaron is he kind of gives off this snarky vibe, holier than thou. It's like to make it to the point where you're not going to at least throw some balls to Romeo Dobbs before you get to training camp. I don't know. Like we're blessed because Patrick is sent from God himself. And Patrick is so awesome and would of course do anything to, to, to be there for his teammates. And maybe Aaron is a good teammate in the locker room. It just seems like that's just a, a weird thing for me. Anything from you guys before I get into my picks? Chandler, you have something? Just just on Rogers, I highly recommend after the listeners listen to the Figure It Out pod and um, you know, share it amongst their friends. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on Pat McAfee's show really actually, I think, gives you an insight into what he's really like. And I just think he truly doesn't give a shit. Like he just like he's gonna get out there and he's gonna throw the ball around the yard and he's gonna get his numbers and what happens happens in the offseason. Um he alluded to it yesterday that he like doesn't really care. He likes the relationship with Romeo Dobbs like in the locker room and on the field, but outside of the locker room, he's not going out of his way. He's 39. He's like Romeo Dobbs is 22. Like we just don't have the same interest. So I don't know. Maybe some insight. And that's fine. It's just like I don't know. I just like can't trust him. Like yeah, he's nearly 40, doesn't have any kids. He does like psychotropic drugs in the offseason. So it's kind of a weirdo. <laughs> All right. So I went Packers, Vikings, 49ers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, and then Manders switched to Eagles. So that gives me a five out of seven. Easily my worst take, and we'll get into it even in more depth coming up, but is is the Rams for me. I was actually hammering the table for the Rams. And uh, I didn't see this, the, 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 the Super Bowl hangover coming um, blindsided by that one. Definitely one note too is Chandler. You didn't have the 49ers, which I remembered back then when we did the pod, uh, Blaine and I found that a bit interesting. Um, the whole, the whole saints thing I was out on from the start with, with you two, but I promise there's going to be some bad shit that I that I said coming up. Um, Do you remember D A Dennis Allen dumbass like that <laughs> just was <laughs> Saints. <laughs> that was a good show. line. Yeah, they did have like a dumbass convention, and the keynote speakers are Brandon Staley, Cliff Kingsbury, and D A. That would be the dumbass convention. All right, so now we'll get into the awards. Now the the awards that we picked. So. You know, AFC champion, NFC champion, MVP, Super Bowl, offensive player of the year, and, and the rookies and all that stuff. This is going to get really fun. So, um, AFC champion. Chandler, we're going to start with you again because just based off of your comments now, it, is, it was hilarious to hear you talk about the Bills back then. Yeah. Because you hate the Bills. You hate Josh Allen. You think Not he stinks. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and just to hear you talk about this is the Bills year. This is the Bills year. And I hate that I'm saying this against my Kansas City Chiefs, but the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And it was just hilarious to juxtapose that to what you've been saying now. And back then, of course, did, you know, didn't blame you to have that kind of opinion. But here's the nugget that I loved. You said there was going to be a huge signing, a guy that's going to impact this team under the radar. Jamison Crowder, (laughs) who ended up fracturing his ankle in week four and finished the season with six catches for 60 yards and zero touchdowns. So Chandler, the floor is yours. Explain yourself on your beloved Buffalo Bills. Well, first off, I'd like to state that I hate the Buffalo Bills and they aren't very good. And Josh Allen is a prick, really, at the end of the day. I mean, I've never seen a guy want contact more just to start a fight. He's such a loser right now, and I hate him. But, um, yeah, I mean, in August, you couldn't really go wrong with saying that the Buffalo Bills were going to win the Super Bowl. They were – they seemed primed and ready, and they just kind of buffaloed it again. There's a reason why this franchise hasn't won a, a Super Bowl, and it seems like it really – sometimes it can't get out of its own way, and they have some stuff that I can't wait to talk about in the offseason because they're going to have to make some decisions uh, moving forward, much like the Cincinnati Bengals, who also stink, and I hate Joe Burrow. But – um Jameson, speedy recovery. Who knows what would have happened? He hurt his ankle, so we can't really we can't really know that I was wrong there. So I want to chalk that up as a, a no decision, no contest. And I really wasn't that far off at the take. I mean, they made it to the divisional round and got thumped. Really, not a bad take by me. I don't think anymore. Spin zone. Oh. Look at that, Blaine. You were gonna come in hot. I think I might have extinguished the fire a bit. It was Let's fine. It's just hilarious, bro, because I know you hate the Bills, and to hear you talk about them like that was just awesome. Blaine, let's go over to you because there was a bit of flopping here, but it was totally justified. Initially, Blaine picked the Chargers to win the AFC here, um, but he had changed it to the Chiefs, and I remember because you had referenced this. I had forgotten originally, but you bought some Chiefs gear, and that led to you changing your pick. Take it away. Yeah, I went to Rally House and there was a sweatshirt that said that Chiefs run the AFC West. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I literally had to buy it on the second. Like, what the fuck? I have to reverse everything that I'm saying about the Chargers because I cannot, cannot watch this season unfold and have that on the back of my head or on my shoulder. So I just knocked that monkey right off, bought the sweatshirt immediately. Next pod, screamed at my way out of loving Staley and the Chargers. <laughs> but, but I did say a lot about the Chargers all year long throughout the podcast. I, I thought they were going to be really good. They were really good. I mean, without the biggest second-half collapse in the history of the NFL, you know, they may be battling the Chiefs for a hell of a game um, in that divisional round. They're still a good team. It wouldn't have been a horrible take, but, but I'm glad I flipped with, with everything I have. I'm glad I flipped. Me too. And yeah, they just, it's so weird. Like I, I mentioned, uh, we've talked about this guys, like the demons that have been around the chiefs organization who are all gone now. I mean, there's demons around this chargers organization. Like, I don't know if it's ghosts from San Diego or something like that, but the injuries like followed them. This team's freak injuries always happen to this team and their coach is an asshole. So that, that was my main reason of taking the charters. Like I was like, it can't happen again. Like there is no possible way. And sure enough, like <laughs> it happened again. It was nuts, nuts. I will save us the time and we'll move on because uh, obviously my pick was the Kansas city chiefs straight up from the beginning. Um, I don't know if back then that was blind allegiance or what it was. I, I, I just, I believe in this team so much and the, 
you could have gotten them at like plus 550 at that point or plus 600, depending on the book back then. So uh, that would have been a good bet. Blake. I'll save the time too. You were locked on and Chandler and I were a little envious. I don't know if envious is the right word, but we were like, Johnny, like these teams are really good. You have to at least have a little, and you didn't waver at all. Yeah. And it was very impressive. It was. I agree. Go Chiefs, baby. Um, no NFC doubt. champion. Uh, we'll start with me then. Let's bring me back down to earth a little bit here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was really bought into the Rams. And I picked the Rams to win the NFC. The Rams were a fucking pathetic joke. Um, although talented, injured, and, and just a joke. But this is a really bad take for me. And I said <laughs> uh, that with the Rams, we are going to see the true unicorn that Allen Robinson really is. Oh. He is going to have an amazing season because this is the best quarterback that he has ever played with. And while I do believe Stafford is the best quarterback that's ever thrown the ball to St- uh, to, to Allen Robinson, that did not culminate to anything. Allen Robinson was terrible. That was a huge miss from me um, as I picked them to be in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, he looked awful all season, guys. So, so big miss there for me. I drafted him everywhere in fantasy football. All three I thought of he was did. a... We were all very high fantasy-wise on Allen Robinson. And I don't even know, like, if he finished getting hurt this year or what. I honestly, is he is is he retired? Like, I just don't know anything about what Allen Robinson did. I think I just kind of bit the bullet, cut him from my fantasy teams, and just let it go and just yeah. wash it off. So, Blaine, I don't know if you have anything to add, but you had the Rams, too, on the NFC. Yeah, I tried everything about being not to take the Vikings, and that still would have been wrong. So I have no I have no <laughs> good things to say about this. I mean, the Vikings, well, I, I mean, they finished 13-4, and four, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point in this, but no. Bad, bad take. Stop well, Chandler, you picked the Packers. You picked the Packers to win the NFC because the Green Bay Packers – and have the best quarterback in the entire NFC in Aaron Rodgers. What do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's a tough one. Um, They didn't make the playoffs, as we've already alluded to, so I won't go back through that. I mean, I think Blaine hit the nail in the head. Wow, I've used that expression twice correctly now. Um, Rodgers, I just buy into Rodgers too much. I want him to be like, I want him to be better than he is, but I just don't think he wants to be better than he is. He's fine winning back-to-back MVP. He's fine just taking this the accolades and going home with his money. I mean, he really is. And I just keep buying into him. And I don't know why. Very curious, and we'll get into it later when we break down the divisions, what you guys think his landing spot is going to be if he's going to stay or who you think has the best chance to land Aaron, you know, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Um, in the offseason let's just do this one quickly I I don't know if we even need to break it down with the uh, individually but our Super Bowl picks would have been Chandler Buffalo versus Green Bay with Buffalo being the champion Um, Chandler's beloved Buffalo Bills his favorite team in the entire league Blaine was Chargers versus Rams but it was flipped 
So it would have been Chiefs versus Rams because he picked the Chargers as the champion. It was just too much Chargers, Blaine, and that was the birth of the Blaine Staley running joke that we had. But you you nipped it in the bud because you bought some Chiefs gear that night, and then mine would have been uh, Chiefs versus Rams with the Chiefs being the champion. So part of that uh, is still alive. MVP, probably another one we don't spend much time. We talk about him a lot, but it was a clean sweep. Patrick Mahomes, we all picked him to have an amazing season uh, before – one little thing Blaine had mentioned, he was wanting to take a defensive lineman here just to kind of zig and zag to, to break up the content, but he didn't. He took Patrick Mahomes. We all did, um, and he is well on his way. He's the betting favorite. He is the MVP of the league, and that should be announced uh, shortly before the Super Bowl. On to Offensive Player of the Year, and this is really fun. Let's start with Blaine because I think he's going to get this right. Justin Jefferson. He's the betting favorite. The- overwhelming betting favorite to win um, offensive player of the year. I think it is incredibly well-deserving. I, I said this earlier in the year, I th- and Blaine was way ahead of this. I think he's the best wide receiver I've ever seen, all things considered. Um, and Blaine, the floor is yours. Talk about JJ. Yeah, I, I think I alluded on the podcast, just the pure statistical numbers he had in his first few years were better than we've ever seen anyone. I've had, I had him on my fantasy team last year and I bought into every single thing this year with him almost won another fantasy championship because of him. Um, I, I just think he's the best player, best wide receiver in football. And, and there was no question about that going into the year soon enough. It happened. He still is the best wide receiver in football and I think he'll continue to be. So he'll, he might be another pick of mine next year and all of you. I mean, he should be, he's, he's unbelievable. Justin Jefferson, 128 catches, 1,809 yards, eight touchdowns. And, you know, you guys, I think, gave me Raz because he's, Kirk Cousins is throwing him the football. Dude, he, well, get, true. Get, get, okay, get out of here. I also said the new the new head coach would bring a lot of good things with this offense, and you guys didn't believe in that either. And sure enough, Kirk threw the ball across the yard this year. Justin Jefferson had a career year again. And it was just, you know, I hit the nail on the head, right, Chandler? I mean, yeah, a really good call on the first round exit in the playoffs. Sick. The uh, the catch he had, you guys are fucking ridiculous. The catch he had at Buffalo on fourth and in eternity with by five way, people draped on him was amazing. Stop. Throw by Kirk. <laughs> it was Better not a catch. good throw. Uh. Chandler, let's go back over to you here. Your pick was Jamar Chase, which at the time you could go, you could have gotten nearly plus 2,000 odds. It was like plus 1,800 or something like that uh, for Jamar Chase to win Offensive Player of the Year. He finishes uh, his, sec- his second year in the league, which is ridiculous. Uh, 87 catches, 1,046 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, this guy is really good, and he's still going to be a cheap player for them going forward. Chandler, your pick with Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, it's not. it wasn't the worst pick. I think uh, that kind of goes to Blaine's point of not sticking your neck out. I mean, that was kind of a, kind of a, a decent decent pick, I feel like. I think I had a really good chance to win that. He is a freak of a receiver, and I think a part of his issue is that he has other really damn good receivers on his team to where he doesn't get the Justin Jefferson targets because the Vikings don't really have – this isn't me razzing. They really don't have another guy like Justin Jefferson. 
The Bengals, on the other hand, I mean, T. Higgins isn't a Jamar, isn't a Jamar Chase caliber, but he's a lot damn closer than Adam Thielen is to Justin Jefferson, if you know what I mean, or K.J. Osborne. So I think that's a little bit to do with Jamar Chase, but I'm fine with that pick. I Honestly, hats off. And that injury, too, the hip. That, I mean, that yeah. how many weeks was he out? So. I think four, at least a month. Right. Yeah, he's an absolute freak. Um, and you could tell how different, I mean, obviously, right, how different their offense was without him out there. I mean, he's they're a good team, but he definitely helps them uh, go over the top with 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 that with those uh, receivers in that passing game. My pick was Christian McCaffrey, and I think if he would have been, you know, the player he was to finish the year throughout the year, um, he would have had a really good shot. Uh, 1,139 yards on the ground with eight touchdowns um, through the air. Uh, He had 85 catches for 741 yards. So about 1,800 all-purpose yards um, and 13 total touchdowns between ground and air. So uh, not going to get that one right, but Christian McCaffrey, I think, is just still an awesome player. And they traded a lot of assets for him for San Francisco. So he's obviously going to be factoring into what they're going to do uh, going forward, it's just all about him staying healthy. That was the concern before the season. And, you know, that, that was one of my big points. And and on the pod, I was talking about how I was so adamant that people should draft Christian McCaffrey first over Jonathan Taylor because the biggest detriment to McCaffrey was that, oh, well, he's been injured. You cannot approach running back with the whole injured thing in mind. These guys run into oncoming traffic for a living. They're going to get injured. We saw that happen to Jonathan Taylor. So it's just like, that was my point. Um, all right, guys, before we move on, any closing thoughts there on offensive player of the year? Okay, defensive player in the of the year. Clean sweep here for us with Micah Parsons. But Blaine, I, I was listening back to this, and you brought up a couple of names. I don't think you ever landed on anyone, but you just it was like earlier when you wanted to bring up other names just because we all had the same person. Um, you brought up TJ Watt and Shaq Leonard. Did you want to? make any comments there on those guys i mean both of course battled injury yeah i think i landed on tj watt didn't matter didn't matter i mean either either way what tj watt played what seven eight ten games i forget what it is i don't have it in front of me but yeah there there's no way around it none of us got it right the uh and i'm curious who i mean do you think chris is gonna win it do you think chris is gonna win i mean he 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 has a, a really good shot I mean, last week helped in more manners than you could ever believe. He has a very good chance. It's, it's, I think, is is it voted on this week before the Super Bowl? I think it is. So we'll see. That's what I remember because when Mahomes, I was trying to find what date they were going to announce all of this, but like when Mahomes won his MVP in 18, I, I remember it because he talked about they had just lost, you know, in the AFC Championship game to New England. And so I, remember Mahomes saying like we've got big goals we're going to get there next year and stuff like that so yeah I think it happens like the week of the Super Bowl so I'm I'm, I'm going to be very curious what um what happens there but I think it also a factor there for Chris Jones having a shot at this they say this is a regular season award I get all of that bullshit like they definitely watch what you're doing in the playoffs right and Bosa didn't I mean his team lost he's he had a great I'm not taking anything away from this guy but like he was he was hobbled a little bit and if you compare, like, you know, Jones's performance, Chris Jones had his best game as a pro. 
in the biggest moment. He completely wrecked what the Bengals were doing on offense, and I'm getting fired up again. So um, I, I really hope Chris Jones wins it because I think he he just made a hell of a case. Let's get over on to the rookies. And Chandler, you did a really good job on this. So let's start on the offensive side. Uh, Chandler, you picked Garrett Wilson as your offensive rookie of the year. He was the first receiver, second receiver. Was I think he might have been after Drake London. Anyways, he was one of the first receivers taken in the draft. Um, finished with 83 catches, 1,103 yards, and four touchdowns with a carousel of quarterbacks, right? Flacco, Zach Wilson, and Mike White were playing quarterback for these guys. And then that uh, Chris Strebler even played sometimes for these guys. So um, with a bunch of different quarterbacks in his rookie season, Garrett Wilson balled out, Chan. I think that goes to show what kind of player he is. I mean, all four or five, however many damn quarterbacks the New York Jets used this year, got him the football and got it to him a lot. And it helped the Jets offense tremendously having a guy that can take that short route 10 yards, that can take that deep ball to the house. And frankly, from what I saw, I thought he did good at catching the ball over the middle of the field as well. Um, There's not really anything this guy isn't doing, and it's obvious that the Jets are bought into this guy, and good for him. He had a great year on a on a bad franchise that had a chance to go to the playoffs. So, yeah, I was really happy with what I saw from Garrett Wilson. Wish he was a Chief. I think that'd be sick, but obviously, too too talented. Blaine for the pod, Sky Moore. Nah. Any thoughts? I think I got razzed up by taking so many Chargers that I had to do something, Chiefs. <laughs> it was bad. What I mean, he had a bad start of the year, bad middle of the year. Made a hell of a play last week, but you guys all know you saw him play or there were hardly play. There were times this year, though, I did get really excited about Sky Moore. The Chiefs didn't need Sky Moore like the Jets needed Garrett Wilson to perform. You know, and typically first year wide receivers don't get much run in Andy Reid offenses. He had some good moments. And when Juju didn't play, that's the role Sky Moore took. Okay. There was a game he had five or six catches and he was huge in that game. So I think just going forward, develop Sky Moore. I think he's going to be a really good player. He wins at the catch point, he runs good routes. He's strong. I mean, he's a smaller guy, but he's strong, big hands. And yeah, the confidence was definitely knocked because of the special team struggles. And that's it's not what he did in college. So I'm really excited about Sky Moore going forward. It the odds were really good on that too, Blaine. So like I, I wouldn't be too too bothered about that one. 22 catches for 250 yards, but uh no no getting into the end zone for Sky Moore, Chan. I went to two Chiefs games this year and Sky Moore muffed two punts. <laughs> oh no, my gosh. But the one that you went to the one that is true. The, the third this game one. that I went to, he had the biggest play, top three biggest play of the game. Biggest play of his career for on sure. punt return. But my God, have I've never been so mad in week three at Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, I can't even imagine being there. He for did that. it right in front of me, too. Oh my god. After a three and out. They go three and out on the first drive. First drive. God, freaking Indy. Mine was Chris Olave. He only played in 15 games out of 17. Garrett Wilson played in all of them, so he had better stats than my guy. But I thought he had a really good year, 72 catches, 1,042 yards, four touchdowns. And if you would have had Jameis for more of it, I think yes. he would have done a lot better. Dennis Allen is such a dumbass. D.A. Olave's last game with Jameis as quarterback, nine catches, 147 yards. He would have had a hell of a year with Jameis. I'm telling you. He's going to be a good player going forward. Saints are... 
Saints draft well. We'll get into them later. They are in cap space hell. It, like worse than hell. Whatever's beneath hell. Um, probably I would call that Buffalo, uh, personally, but yeah. Defensive rookie of the year, Chandler. You nailed this one too, bro. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. He played all 17 games this year. And I, I mentioned that because I think defensively, that's a huge stat to play all the games as a rookie. People talk about the rookie wall that you sometimes hit. These guys aren't used to playing this many games, right? Sauce played all 17 games, finished the year with two interceptions, 75 tackles. But the biggest thing, he's a first-team All-Pro as a rookie on defense. Great pick, Chan. Yeah, I think um, I don't think it's crazy right now to say that after one season, I think he is the best corner in the league. He has a combination of everything. He is the he is really honestly Jalen Ramsey 2.0. I think that he that's a great comp, and I think he has taken Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, has a great has had a great career, but he's taken you know he's on the downhill slide of that. I think Sauce Gardner is ready to fill that void. The guy just has a nose for the football and his willingness to tackle. I said this about the Chiefs secondary in August, probably. I'm sure if you go back and look for it, I thought tackling in the secondary was going to be paramount to the success of this team. Um, And it obviously has because we've loved the way our defensive backs come up and tackle and are willing to do it. Sauce is the same way. Um, Good for him. I like the smaller school guys, you know, showing out in the league. I mean, Cincinnati – Went to the went to the playoff with him, but they're still they were in the American. They're the Big Twelve now, but good for him. Great season. Um, I'm sure New York Jets fans literally love him. If I was a Jets fan, I'd have a Sauce Gardner jersey, no doubt. I'll go. I'll go next because I picked a corner as well. I picked Derek Stingley Jr. Got this one wrong. I think he's a good player, but he just can't stay healthy. He battled a hamstring all year. Only played nine games, one pick, one sack, 43 tackles, but that hamstring bothered him all year. That's somewhere where the Texans fans can just be in misery because Stingley was taken before Sauce. Yeah. Well, what are, what are you doing? Sauce didn't – I mean, I know the potential is there from, from Stingley. I mean, I think he's – when he was a freshman at LSU, he was like the second coming of Christ. But – I mean, Sauce didn't allow a touchdown in college either. And his this is going to sound like a bonk comment, so don't bonk me. But Sauce is so long, yeah, and and, and fluid, and um, yeah, bonk. The, the Texans just shut Stingley down too. Why wouldn't they? Like that? I mean, I think he'll have a hell of a year next year. That's not a bad take, Johnny. But listen to this though. He didn't play his senior year, then he gets drafted in his first reaction for his entire season, the NFL season. It's a stupid. If that trend continues like, yeah, thanks for saying that Blaine. But um, if that trend continues, then you might have red flags go up that this guy can't stay healthy, but yeah, Chan, you nailed it with sauce Blaine here. Real, you know, you, 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 I don't think this had, had that much of a chance because of the role he plays, but he yeah. balled out Devin Lloyd, all 17 games, three picks, Two fumbles recovered, 115 total tackles. I mean, this guy's a defensive rookie of the year the first month of the season. And he wasn't even on the odds when we were doing this. I, I don't forget. Maybe he was, but he was at the very bottom. And I kind of, you know, had a bold take with it. And then I felt like a genius <laughs> the first month. And then he just kind of flattened out. I think towards the end of the year, he started splitting time with somebody else who'd kind of arose um in their in their defense so maybe he'll have a good year next year i mean he had a hell of a start but i think he hit that rookie wall 
Yeah, it's just, I think the that role would be so difficult to win an award like this, right? Yeah, like that, it's like tough. you're looking for, yeah, you're looking for the flash. And if Devin Lloyd's a guy that was coming off the edge like Parsons, then maybe that would help him. But like this, I mean, but this is a guy like how Nick Bolton is to the Chiefs is how 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 Devin can be to to the Jaguars. So 100%. okay, guys. So that's all the, the that's the award side of this. Um, I think that was pretty fun. And so let's wrap up the show. Um, this might take a little bit, but I'll just take us division by division. Um, just go over how the division finished, what the current state of the team is, just like, you know, who's their quarterback? Have they fired their head coach? Is there uncertainty at certain positions and where they are picking in the draft? Okay. So we'll just do the AFC West Chandler for the beginning. Sound good. Yep. Uh, so Kansas city chiefs head coach is Andy Reed. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. And they're either going to be picking at 31 or 32, depending on what happens um, in Super Bowl 57. I tend to think that the Chiefs are going to be picking number 32, but we won't get that far ahead. We'll save all of that talk for next week. Chargers. Brandon Staley is still the head coach, although they've moved things around uh, on the offensive coordinator side. They've added Kellen Moore from Dallas uh, to the staff to be the offensive coordinator. Their quarterback is still going to be Justin Herbert. He's really good, and they're picking 22nd in this upcoming draft. Vegas, Josh McDaniels is the coach. Uh, With the recent, you know, this news this morning of Tom Brady retiring, a lot of people thought that was going to be the destination. Now they're shit out of luck there. So um, is it Jarrett Stidham going forward, or is it going to be somebody else? They're picking at number seven uh, in the draft. And then finally with the AFC West, in the cellar once again, those Denver Broncos, those donkeys, right where they belong. Uh, but they made a big move hiring Sean Payton uh, to be their head coach. They're apparently going to pay him a King's ransom of money. Um, and we're going to see if he can figure out Russell Wilson. They really have no other choice. And this move to me, I, I love Sean Payton when he goes on uh, Colin Cowherd, but he's dead to me now because he's up with Denver and I can't stand Denver more than any other team in any sport more than I ever disliked Mizzou in my middle school and high school days when them and KU were getting into it. I, I hate Denver. I cannot stand Denver. It sounds stupid, but like if someone's wearing Denver gear, they automatically go down like 10 ranks, um, in my opinion, of them. Um, and Denver does not have a first-round pick. They would be picking number five, but of course that's going to Seattle for the Russ. Um, and pick number 30 that they got from Miami – Right here's how this worked. Pick thirty was going to be San Francisco's pick when they traded for up to get Trey Lance. That pick went to Miami, so then Miami had that pick, traded it to Denver for Bradley Chubb. Denver traded that that pick number thirty to New Orleans for the rights to Sean Payton. Makes sense. So Denver does not have a first round pick. All right, that's the AFC West, guys. I want to get just your thoughts on how it's going to look forward. Blaine, we'll start with you. Go ahead. I think Denver is going to be better. Flat out. Tim Patrick, no Tim Patrick this year really hurt them a lot, especially with their, you know, the length on the, the great X. point. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. And, you know, Jerry Judy came on late and was pretty damn good late. Cortland Sutton was meh, but Russ just couldn't get it figured out. And then, then now the they beat the Chargers at the end of the year. We're putting up points against the Chiefs. 
kind of got a little bit of a feel. It just took so long because Hackett's an idiot. And I think Sean Payton being in there, they're going to be better offensively. I think Russ isn't going to have a season from hell again. I think it's impossible that he does. That's my really only take. I think the Chargers are going to be really good. I think they made a good move. I mean, Kellen Moore, that's a hell of a hire. A hell of a hire. He had one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. So we'll see what happens. Chan? I'll go. I'll stick with uh, Vegas because um, we kind of know we're going to get from the Chargers going forward. I mean, they seem pretty set in terms of what they have on offense. But the Raiders, man, who's going to be their quarterback? I mean, that's the biggest question mark I have. And um, I don't really think it matters. I think this team, having seen what they have on defense, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do going forward, uh, draft, sign, signees. I don't know. But their defense doesn't impress me. I love Max Crosby. I think he's one of the best players in the NFL, but I think he's a guy that benefits from having somebody with him, and it's not Chandler Jones. He's not the answer. They're going to pay him a boatload of money for the next two years. Too many question marks at quarterback. Um, obviously, you're going to have a new guy in a system that he's never been in before, obviously. Um, I think I think Blaine's on to something. I think, I think Denver's better than them. I think they'll be fourth in the division next year. I don't. I, it doesn't look good in Las Vegas at all russ was terrible but hackett was an asshole i mean an asshole and it's obvious like i believe in the whole story that they initially or originally tried to get rogers and that's why they wanted hackett um all right guys over to the afc east buffalo coached by sean mcdermott josh allen's their quarterback and they're picking number 28 in this upcoming draft one thing to monitor two two players i guess to say to monitor uncertainty with stefan Diggs's future uh on on this team Ended kind of weird. Of course, you know, I don't want to criticize the guy too much. Like, it sucks to lose. So, like, I get it. And they got the doors blown off of them in the playoffs, and it's been very frustrating. And then all-pro safety Jordan Poyer. Very curious what what they're going to do regarding those two guys. Miami, coached by Mike McDaniel. Tua Tungavaloa is their quarterback. They've spoken about how they still believe that he's their guy. I heard recently he's still in concussion protocol. So, I'm... They say it's two up. I'm not so sure, but we'll see what happens there. And they do not have a first-round pick in this draft. It would be pick number 22, um, but there was some tampering going on between their owner uh, and Tom Brady, so they got their pick revoked. So they, they do not have that first-round pick uh, in this draft. New England, Bill Belichick, of course. They just hired Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator, former Patriot on you know on that staff, but he's now back to have an actual offensive mind in the building. I think that's going to ultimately be really good for them. Their quarterback is Mac Jones. He has to work for them because he significantly regressed this year, um, and you can't really blame him that much. I'm not a huge Mac Jones fan, but when you have Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator who's been fired multiple times, and Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator who everybody hates and who's also been fired a bunch of times, fighting over the offensive play calling while Bill's trying to call plays. That's just not a conducive environment to uh, a second-year quarterback to uh, succeed. New England will be, will be picking 14th in this upcoming draft. And finally, the New York Jets, who had a pretty good year but ended up in last place in the division, coached by Robert Sala. They just brought in Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator, which leads to the question, are they going to go after Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback? I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. They'll be picking 13th in the draft. We started with Blaine last time, so Chandler, you go ahead. We'll start with the Jets. I think they're crazy if they don't try to get Rodgers. He wants out. Green Bay's willing to give him up. I think if you're going to trade for a superstar in your New York Jets, you have got to do it now. They have weapons. 
they have really they have a really good defense, a nasty physical defense that I think is one of the best in the league. Um, I think on paper it's crazy that Rodgers wouldn't want to go there either. They're going to get Brees Hall back, who we all forgot about, who he could have been offensive rookie of the year through the first eight weeks of the season. Obviously had a devastating knee injury, but going to get him back. You're going to have a good offensive line, or at least decent offensive line. Run the football, got Garrett Wilson. I think they go for it. Patriots, we'll see what Bill O'Brien can do. I don't love Mac Jones, but if there's anything that I know that works in the NFL, it's a good coach with a quarterback, and they can do some things. And with a Bill Belichick defense, never count them out. Buffalo stinks. Um, I honestly think that they regress next year. I really do. I'll stand on that hill now. Um, I tweeted this this out just, um, I think it was yesterday. Buffalo feels so irrelevant. I know that it's all recency bias and and all that, and it, that is true. But with the Chiefs and the Bengals having such epic games every single time and them seeing the writing on the wall, the Bills feel really irrelevant for the first time in about three years, and it feels really good because Josh Allen is not good. And then Dolphins at the end. I don't know. Tua, I've never been a Tua guy. And now this concussion stuff, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. He obviously works hard, but not sold. And also Tyreek stinks too, so. Blaino? I think I kind of like the Patriots spot here with that. Like, if they go after a weapon, I really like them to to progress, I guess, not regress. Bill O'Brien could be a lot of fun with them. And I think him and Bill have a a certain amount of war there with – obviously Mac Jones and I think they could be a lot better. Now the team that I really wanted to hit on with just the dolphins and what McDaniel did at the end of the year was so bad. I mean, what they lose five straight or however many straight there for a while. They couldn't get a play call in, in Buffalo. He's walking around with the, you know, shades on look like he do, does cocaine every week and they limping did. around. It just is. I don't like that at all, especially in a tough-nosed division. This division is just going to get more tough-nosed. I mean, Jets are going to be tough. Patriots are going to be tough. And obviously, I agree with you, Chandler, at the Bills. That window was, like, boarded up like a hurricane's coming through Buffalo. <laughs> They're taking all inventory and moving out of town. If Ken Dorsey's their OC again and Josh Allen does that again, woof, that was. Or a nor'easter. <laughs> <laughs> couple things blaine had a take that was met with you know laughter that the buffalo bills he believed that they're you know you you posed you 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 said that i don't know you take it away because it's hard to kind of say because you you were saying that their window was kind of closing and so but it's looking like you're you're right why don't you just talk about it well they're so old i mean you Two 30-year-old safeties, and then a rook, you know, their new safety goes down with what you can't imagine of a, you know, a heart attack that almost killed the guy. And then, you know, Von Miller hurt, banged up. You got him for six more years in a massive contract. Diggs, his attitude was bad. I just, I felt like their age and their window, if they didn't win this Super Bowl, it would then turn around and we'd start talking about them like this if they didn't win the Super Bowl. I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl. They didn't. And now, you know, that's kind of was my overall uh, synopsis of that. I could not believe how dead that team felt from the start of that game against yeah. the Bengals. I, yeah. I, what is that? Oh. I, I just, I couldn't believe that. And then, uh, 
Well, I got one more thing. Go, Chan. Yeah, yeah. You guys know how old Stefan Diggs is? 30? Blaine? You make me want to say 32 just the way you pose that question. I mean, I didn't I didn't think he was this old. I, I kind of do forget that he played for Minnesota. I mean, this is his second team. He's 29. And to your point about them getting old, I mean, that's not a young receiver anymore, especially with the talent that comes out every single year in the draft. I mean, you're, lack I of like, O-line, lack of running back. I mean. I love the window take. Honestly, it's shut, in my opinion. Josh Allen stinks. And the Chiefs took Trent McDuffie from them. They took Kyer Elam, and he blows. And they were so set on McDuffie. There's, like, video out there. I'll, if, I think you guys have seen it. We we sent it around, but uh, that was awesome. We got to keep this thing moving. One second. Go, Sorry. Yeah, no one. I, I said that Josh Allen was going to throw a lot of picks this year. I said it. I didn't believe whenever Dable left. I, I went through his chart that it was up and down, up and down. I thought he was going to be not bad, but I thought he was going to play like this, and he did. Flag playing. Stinks. Nailed it. I love that flag plant. Yeah, yeah, I I remember after the Chiefs-Bills game, I was kind of like, you know, I don't hate Buffalo. I and I, I didn't at the time. I hate Buffalo now, and they are irrelevant. They are dead. They are dead in the water because they're now looking up at Cincinnati, who's looking up at Kansas City along with the rest of the league. Like, Buffalo is in a very, very weird spot. I could go on and on, guys, but uh, we got a lot more divisions to get to. Uh, AFC North. Cincinnati, of course, Zach Taylor's their coach, but they might be losing some coordinators. Um, Lou Anarumo might be getting a head coaching job or something like that. Uh, Joe Burrow is, of course, their quarterback, and they're picking number 29th in this upcoming draft. One roster thing for them to keep in mind, are they going to pay T. Higgins now? Are they going to let somebody give them a first-round pick for T. Higgins? So something to monitor there. I think T. Higgins is so good, and it's like a knife in my chest because the Chiefs took Clyde the pick before T. Higgins. And he stinks. Uh, Baltimore, coached by John Harbaugh, of course. Greg Roman, their longtime offensive coordinator, is gone. Lamar Jackson is their quarterback. And Harbaugh has said that he will 200% be their quarterback next year. Now, I don't know if they're going to pay him a bunch of money or put him on a huge exclusive franchise tag. Whatever it is, Lamar is going to be the quarterback for uh, the Baltimore Ravens next year. And they are picking number 23 in the draft. One thing about them. I like the progression of Rashad Bateman. He, of course, was injured again, but they need more juice on offense. Yeah. Like they need an, more guys on offense. For the love of God, you know, this is a team that made the playoffs with a really good defense. Of course, they have the best kicker in the game, but like I'm just tired of watching Demarcus Robinson and, you know, Deshaun Jackson was on their team. Yeah. Like they have got to figure out some more juice. Um, on offense, and I'm also glad that we can still put to bed the uh, whole Mark Andrews is better has has overtaken Travis Kelsey as the best tight end in the league because you know the year before that they did that with George Kittle, and I'm sure they'll find somebody else to do that with. Two more teams in this division: Blaine's Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin is still their head coach, still has never had a season under 500 as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is super impressive this year. Their quarterback's going to be Kenny Pickett going forward, and they're picking 17th in the draft. And Cleveland, once again, at the bottom of the AFC North, Kevin Stefanski is their head coach. Big year for him, in my opinion, regarding his future as the coach of this team. Their their quarterback is Deshaun Watson. Ew. And they have no first-round pick in this draft. It would have been pick number 12, but of course that's going to Houston in the Deshaun Deshaun Watson trade. Blaino, over to you on the AFC North. Yeah, I I look at the Ravens just – 
to be better if Lamar comes back. You know, I obviously can't say right now, we can't really predict this very well because you don't know what's going to happen throughout really a couple teams and we'll get to a few, but Marcus Peters, Justin Houston, Kyle Fuller, Lamar Jackson is really the big names that that you're looking at for Baltimore. And that's, that's in a good spot with the way their defense played at the end of the year. If they can get some weapons through the draft, if they can get Lamar back, they're going to be tough to beat next year. Um, Steelers, you know, I, I, I liked how we talked about Kenny Pickett early. I just don't know what I, I, I got to see more. So I'm not going to be high on them right now. They could be really good, but I, I just don't foresee them. You know, I, I kind of see it, how it played out this year to play out next year. Yeah. It's, um, so I'll take Bengals. Um, I think they're really good. I mean, they could have won Sunday, not a doubt in my mind. Um, Burroughs didn't play well, and it was kind of like Patrick Mahomes in the second half of last year's game. He just didn't play well, and the other team won. The Chiefs made more plays um, all day, and I would not have no issue saying Cincinnati and Kansas City will be playing in the AFC Championship game next year. I think that this team is ready to do it now. And the But on the flip side of that, their window is a bit – shrinking right now they're gonna have to ready they're gonna have to get ready to pay some dudes to try and keep this core together and will they do it who knows but um as of right now a lot of confidence in cincinnati and then what's the other team we haven't talked about cleveland cleveland yeah okay first off deshaun pervert second i'm glad nobody picked cleveland in the playoff predictions because at the beginning of the year it was kind of like hey if jacoby can keep them in it if he can keep them in it for the first, if he can have like a 500 record at week 12 when Deshaun comes back, like this team could go on a run and maybe get into the playoffs. Um, but they're awful. I mean, at the end of the year, they wanted their, their identity is to run the football and they really didn't run it that well. I mean, I had Nick Chubb, he had some good games, but nothing crazy. He was getting like 25 carries and going for 70 yards. Like that's not that good. Um, and it's just a dumpster fire in Cleveland. It always will be. They're just so ill. They've never been a good franchise ever. So there's the AFC North. <laughs> All right. One more division to go in the AFC. It's the South, which is, it feels like it's wide open, but I mean, the Jags definitely have a, a foothold right now. Uh, Doug Peterson's their head coach, Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback made huge strides this year, which just goes to show when you have adult and an adult in the building, not Urban Meyer, you can actually get some meaningful things done with your number one overall stud quarterback. And they'll be picking number 25 in the upcoming draft. I still think that they're a couple pieces away. Like they, they could add some guys and keep in mind, I said this last week that uh, they're going to get Calvin Ridley on their team this year. They traded yeah. for him earlier. So a uh, big, big get for them. Tennessee, Mike Vrabel's their head coach, huge quarterback questions. They have a there's an out in Ryan Tannehill's contract where they can save some money against the cap. Malik Willis looked awful. He, he is not ready to throw the football in this league. And frankly, I don't know how he could get close with what he showed. Um, and they will be picking number 11 in the draft. They have a new general manager named Ran Carthen, not Ron, Ran Carthen. And a little tidbit is I heard that Rogers owns some land in Nashville. So it wouldn't be like the craziest thing to think that they trade pick number 11 to green Bay to get in the mix uh, for Aaron Rodgers. That's obviously a roster that Vrabel believes to be close. Um, but 
quarterback still holding them up. Uh, Indianapolis, still a complete disaster. Jim Irsay is weird. Um, no head coach still. No idea at quarterback. They're probably going to take one. Maybe they trade up from four to one with the Bears or something like that. But as I mentioned, they're picking at four. And uh, Houston just hired D'Amico Ryans to be their coach. I actually think it's a good – a lot. I mean, everyone says it's a great hire, so I'm just kind of echoing that. But that 49ers defense was fucking nasty, and there are a lot of resources to use draft picks, cap space uh, in Houston, um, and they obviously believe him. I think they signed him to like a six-year deal. So, like, you know, they've had a new coach the last two years, Cully uh, and then Smith, but – now with this new contract, they obviously believe in, in D'Amico Ryan's former Houston Texan player, by the way. Uh, and they'll be picking at number two and number 12 in the draft. Definitely, I think they'll be uh, interested in trading or or, or or doing something fun there. Uh, Chandler, up to you for the AFC South. I'll have to just say one more thing, too, about Cleveland. They're just so mid. I mean, they are really just the definition of mid. But the AFC South, kind of a weird division. Um, not a lot of... Not a lot of contenders in this division. I would say that not a single one of these teams has a chance to win the Super Bowl in the next five years. Um, maybe even 10 years, honestly. I mean, maybe Jacksonville in, in 10 years is like really good with Trevor Lawrence, and but that's a long way away from right now. Um, they're definitely the best team in this division right now, I would say, though. I think Calvin Ridley back is gigantic for them. I, I love when you bring that up because I think I forget it every week. So honestly, just keep doing that. But um, the Colts, I'm so out on them. Um, I think they should just keep Saturday, honestly. I mean, why not? They're not going to get anybody better, I don't think. I mean, who's out there? I mean, I guess you can go defense, but you're going to need to go offense if you are the Indianapolis Colts, in my opinion. You have no one wants that job. Offense. No one. No, nobody wants to work there. And – I know that everybody thinks Eric Bieniemy is a, is a candidate, but if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I seriously look in the mirror at night and say, "Is a head coach really that much better than maybe offensive coordinator in Kansas City?" Like, I maybe I just don't want to leave. Like, there's a lot of pressure on him, but in terms of who he has around him to alleviate that pressure, is pretty damn good. You go be the head coach of the Colts. You have to alleviate the pressure. And are you ready for that? And are you willing to put up with that in Indy? Disgusting franchise. Tennessee, I like them a lot just because of their head coach. I think whoever they can bring in there, I think will buy into that system because why would you not want to buy into Vrabel? Um, but they need a quarterback. I like what you said about Rodgers. I don't see him going there, though. I really don't. Over New York, I don't think there's any way. Um, and then the Texans, whatever. I mean, I think they're bad. I don't care that they have the two and the 12. It doesn't matter to me. They're going to be bad next year. Yeah. And they're, they're probably going to spend a lot of money because they have a fuck ton of it. I mean, that's what the Jags did last year, and they went worse to first. But I just – I mean, they don't have Trevor Lawrence. So, I agree. I think they're going to be bad. And then Tennessee doesn't really have to pay that many people. I mean, a couple tight ends and A.J. Moore they do. Lonnie Johnson, who those are two good players. But – you know, looking down the line, there's not a ton. And then um, I just don't know what to say about Indianapolis. This is just such a weird division that you can't – it's unpredictable from just free agency signings alone because every team has to do a lot of it outside of Jacksonville, who did a ton of it last year. So unknown be un unknown here. 
All right, that wraps up the AFC. Let's go over to the NFC. So we'll start with the West, as we did in the AFC. San Francisco, coached by Kyle Shanahan. Uh, of course, we just mentioned D'Amico Ryans is gone, so they're going to be on the search for a defensive coordinator. I believe that they still have to give Trey Lance a chance. I really do. I mean, they might have been in, in, <clears throat> in play for Brady, but um, they have got to just give it to Trey Lance again here. They spent the third pick in the draft on him. I, I, I just That's what I believe. If you guys have something different, please voice that when we, when we get over to you guys for that. And they don't have a first-round pick. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was 30, but it got traded all around, and it's, it's now ended up uh, in New Orleans. Seattle, Pete Carroll's their head coach. Blaine's guy, uh, he's, he's awesome. He's 71 years old. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, and you, if you looked at him, you'd have no idea. Um, the pep in his step is awesome, and you know he's walking with a lot of swagger right now because of how they fleeced Denver uh, in the Russell Wilson trade. Geno Smith is their quarterback. I believe it's going to be him again next year, but I, if you guys, again, have something different on that, let me know. Maybe they take somebody, if they really, really like them, to develop for a year, um, you know, like Will Levis or something like that while, while they have Geno. Um, they have two picks in this draft. Of course, pick number five coming from Denver, and then pick 20 is their selection that they had uh, as they lost to the 49ers in the playoffs. And one thing I want to say, they lost this guy to an early season injury. They're getting Jamal Adams back, and that was a guy, he's 27 years old, and they traded two first-rounders to the Jets for this guy in the past. So uh, something to watch there. The Rams, coached by Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield. I don't know, is Stafford going to retire? Uh, and they don't have a first-round pick. It's number six, and it's going to Detroit for that Stafford trade a couple of years back. And finally, Arizona. What a mess. Uh, Cliff's an asshole. He's bought a one-way ticket to Thailand or some shit like that. Great. Don't come back. Um, you're so annoying, Cliff. Kyler, injured. Maybe he's not coming back until halfway through the year. They have a new general manager. His name's Monty Osenfort. Monty, you got a lot of shit to clean up. You're picking number three in the draft. Arizona is a bottom three franchise in the entire NFL. Um, Blaine, right? I think Blaine's on this one. Go ahead, bud. It'll be interesting to see what Mike LaFleur does in LA as a new OC. I'm not, you know, obviously quarterback situation there. I'm not sure what they're going to do and how, how that whole offense is going to look, but you got to think that offense is going to be better than it was this year for sure. So with that alone, it'll, it'll, it'll tick the Rams up a little bit. Seahawks are a team that are just like, to me, they could go nine and eight again. Geno Smith's probably going to stick around. Pete's probably going to add more pieces through the draft. They did it really well last year. They're going to do it well this year. I don't care if it's third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or what it may be. It's just a Seattle way. I believe in them being a middle-of-the-pack team in the NFC. And then 49ers got to pay a few guys in their secondary. But, you know, really with that, I think Trey Lance will be serviceable as well. I don't foresee the 49ers just continuing on a dominant dynasty run of across the NFC over the last handful of years that they have, but I think they're going to be a 10 win team plus again. And um, it, it, it I, really, I could see it shaking out the way it does again this year. Just the Rams might be a more top three heavy and be in the battle for the Seahawks in that second spot. Yeah, I agree with everything Blaine said. One thing about Arizona, no head coach either, just no. adding to the list of what they have to do this offseason they are the nfc they're in whatever was below hell johnny <laughs> honestly they're in buffalo yeah that's what we'll yeah call that's right arizona's in buffalo actually you know thank god that buffalo you know is gonna build a, a stadium without a dome on it that should be really good for them going forward they stink actually right now in this moment 
I am so pissed off at Buffalo. I just like hate them. Chan, yeah. great I'm, call getting out in front of that. Yeah, they just, are so annoying. They've done I, nothing. I just hypocritically picked it up in week twelve and I've been running with it. It feels a lot better to do it this way. Oh, I love it. Okay, um, <laughs> NFC East, Philadelphia. Of course, they're in the Super Bowl. Congratulations to them. Um, congratulations on the loss in the Super Bowl. Uh, coming up here, Nick Sirianni is their head coach. Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. Getting close to having to pay Jalen, so that'll be factoring into their roster construction. But they have two first-round picks, guys. Picking number ten, got that one from New Orleans. Um, then either thirty-one or thirty-two, most likely going to be thirty-one though, because the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. So, um, good GM Howie Roseman, well-run organization. Uh, Dallas, Mike McCarthy is the head coach. Of course, Kellen Moore is out. I don't think they've hired anybody as the OC if you guys I think I saw that McCarthy's gonna call some plays on offense there so interesting Dak Prescott's their quarterback and guys his cap hit is 49 million dollars next year that is so much money 49 million dollar cap hit for Dak Prescott next year and as good as he was against a sub 500 Tampa Bay Buccaneers team in the first round of the playoffs he was equally as terrible uh, in their loss. And so there are some huge questions with, with Dak Prescott going forward and they'll be picking number 27 in this upcoming draft. Zeke might be a cap casualty. He's 16 million against the cap this year or an $11 million cap hit. Do they want to save the 5 million and get rid of Zeke? Will somebody throw them a sixth round pick to assume a $16 million contract? I highly doubt that. So uh, something to monitor there. Last two teams in the NFC East, New York Giants. They got the right head coach. Brian Dable is the right head coach. What are they going to do at quarterback? Because it's been reported that Daniel Jones is going to get a 30 to $40 million per year contract. And this is a guy who, in best season of his career, but I ain't paying Daniel Jones 30 to $40 million. Are you fucking kidding me? They, they declined his fifth-year option before the season. This is outrageous. And they'll be picking number 26 in the draft. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the Daniel Jones situation. And finally, the Washington Commanders, unfortunately in fourth place in the NFC East, uh, the only team in the division not to make the playoffs. Ron Rivera is their head coach. No clue what they're going to do at quarterback. Do they give Sam Howell a chance? Is it Heineke again? It certainly is not going to be Carson Wentz. I I can't imagine it's going to be. And they'll be picking 16th uh, in this coming draft. Chandler, you're first. Um, yeah, so I, I'd like to just for the listeners, I missed the ball in Philly and, um, <laughs> I don't think I had them in the playoffs to start the year. Right. Uh, so that's, that's tough for me there, but they're really damn good. And, um, we'll get into that more next week, but they're a really damn good football team. And with two first round picks, they're only going to get better. So next year, I would imagine that they will be the overwhelming favorites to win the NFC East and probably the favorites to win the NFC, regardless of the outcome of the Super Bowl. Um, Dallas, I, I am. I try to be a Dak defender. I don't know why. I just kind of root for the guy. I kind of like him. No real rhyme or reason to it. I just think he's an easy guy to root for. But man, he stinks sometimes. It is a tough. Uh, it is a tough defense to have a defending Dak, and. He let his team down once again. That was an embarrassing performance in San Francisco. That pick that he threw on that comeback, I believe it was a pick six. It might not have been, but I think it was. was one of the worst throws I've ever seen in my entire life. And he had a similar throw earlier in the regular season against Houston 
that I had thought at that time was the worst throw I had ever seen in my entire life because it was a pick six as well. That's a huge number, Johnny, that you just threw out there for their cap hit. I cannot believe that Dallas is paying them that much money, but they're going to because they can't get rid of him. And I think that leads me right into my Giants point. Johnny, they're going to pay Daniel Jones. You cannot get rid of that guy right now in any circumstance. You will lose the locker room. That guy, the entire world doubted him. And he, I know that they got Dable right, but he led them to the playoffs. And that team loves that guy. You are not, that would be, franchise suicide in my opinion if you don't if you don't re-sign him um so they're gonna do that and then washington they're down there in buffalo with arizona they're in hell what do you do at quarterback and pick 16 what are you gonna do in 16 i i I have the answer a whole lot of nothing washington in buffalo right now now philly fletcher cox robert quinn brandon graham Vaughn Hargrave, all on that defensive front, are what I'm looking at, free agents at the end of this year. Jason Kelsey, also a free agent at the end of this year. I mean, those are a lot of guys you got to pay. Now, I know they're in a pretty good spot, and they have two good draft picks, but James Bradbury, who they picked up, Ndamukong Sue, who they picked up, like they just went all in this year for the right reason. They saw a gap in the NFC and decided to play it out and, and spend a ton of money and see what happened. It worked. But what's going to happen if they lose the Super Bowl? If Jalen Hurts doesn't look as good as as he did all year, which I am going to go ahead and predict right now, I think the Chiefs are going to make Jalen Hurts not as look as good, but we'll get to that at some point in this podcast. <laughs> but the Eagles are interesting just because of that. they got to pay some guys. They're still going to be good. Um, Cowboys, I mean, they, they had one of the better offenses. I know it was Dak Prescott, but the – you can only do so much if you're Callum Moore and you decide to get rid of him. If anything with Jerry Jones, like I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm not talking about him. They could be dead. Giants are in a good spot. Commanders just gonna make a run at Lamar. And if they get Lamar, they're gonna be good. If they don't, they're gonna be horrible. That's it. Well said. Yeah, I saw some of that stuff with Lamar. Actually, I just, I don't think the Ravens are gonna let him go. I mean, I don't know. I mean, t- Tyler Huntley's a Pro Bowler. Oh my God. Somehow. <laughs> you know, his nickname is. He almost won a playoff game. <laughs> Snoop. Snoop. Snoop Huntley. Oh, yes. Yeah, he almost won a playoff game. You're right. I cannot believe he did the jump sneak from the two yard line. Come on, People Snoop. Forget, Cincinnati forgets that they could have lost that game easily. Should have. Yeah. What a stupid, moronic play. That is just moronic. Oh, Sorry. Terrible. Okay. NFC North. Uh, Blaine's Vikings finished at the top of the division. Rookie head coach Kevin O'Connell had a great first year. Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. I'm assuming that's going to continue. And they're picking 24th. That, that pick 24 fully embodies the Minnesota Vikings. That's where they are. That's That's – Good regular season, and then they just something happens in the playoffs. Um, Detroit, Dan Campbell, I think they're going to stick with Jared Goff. I really do. I think they like how he ended the season. I think they like his progression. I mean, Jared Goff had some good moments this year, and they have two picks uh, in this in this draft um, in the first round. 
picking at number six, which they got from the Rams. And then, of course, their pick uh, number 18. So that 18 is the highest you would pick if you didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, and then we went over the whole thing. I think they want to just try it with Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers has like a $50 million cap hit. I think there still is a chance Rodgers is the quarterback, though, of, of the Packers next year, so I wouldn't totally rule that out. And Green Bay is picking 15th. And then finally, the most pathetic puke joke of an organization, the Chicago Bears, head coach Matt Eberflus. Report came out that they are going to be sticking with Justin Fields. There's also been reports that they like other quarterbacks. The problem with the fucking Bears is they are going to talk themselves into not knowing what the hell is going on. Like, that's... Like they're gonna talk themselves into nobody trading with them, and then they're just gonna take uh, the defensive tackle from Georgia with their first overall pick. And great, he's probably gonna be an amazing player. A defensive tackle does not help you right now, Chicago. I think they need to invest everything they have into offense. Try to get Indianapolis to trade you pick number four, and then take an offensive tackle or something. Like they traded the second round pick. The, which would be the first pick in this coming draft in the second round to Pittsburgh for Chase Claypool, who didn't do diddly shit for their team, and they were 0-7 with him on their team. I get so pissed off about the Bears because I mentioned this a thousand times. If you're a listener, you know what I'm going to say. I have very close people in my life who I love dearly, family friends who have treated me better than my own family sometimes has. Jordan Turner, I love him to death too. I hate how the Bears operate. They fucking stink. Okay, somebody go, Blaine. Save me here. This is a chance for them to rewrite that story. Mm -hmm. They have $98 million in cap space. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. It's $40 million more than the second team, the Atlanta Falcons. And the league average is like $4 million. And they have $98 million to spend. I mean, this, I mean, Ryan Poles, you are brought in to change this organization. Here's your chance. It's all right there on the table. A lot of free agents coming all around. Draft it. I mean, it could be a situation of of good. Vikings are going to be fine. Fire decord. Get a new one in there. Get that defense right. You still have some of the best players in football. And then I really do like the Lions. I mean, Ben Johnson stayed instead of going for a different job, a head coaching job, which is awesome. I love that. Prove it again the second year. He's going to prove it again. And then just, I mean, same old Packers. Like, get Rodgers. You get Rodgers. We said it so many times. Chandler, you you say it's so great about Rodgers. I, I don't know what to expect out of the Packers. So, Yeah, he really said it all. I don't have much else to say about the NFC North. I will say that the Vikings are just stuck in mediocrity. They are the epitome of mediocrity. Yeah, and they don't have much cap either, so there's no. they're gonna figure something out. They got to pay JJ now. Ugh. They got to figure out how they're gonna do that. I mean, they're not gonna let him. They're get not out gonna the door, let him, but they no. yeah, yeah. Uh, if they do, I would like to direct a one Brett Veach in the direction of Minneapolis, yeah. uh, St. Paul area, if 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 he would. Um, Twin cities, guys, if you will, I, I would. I would definitely I would hashtag well. would. Me, uh, me too. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. NFC South, this has been so much fun, by the way. I don't know how even long it's been, but it's I love chatting ball with you guys. Uh, NFC South, pathetic division. 
Tampa Bay led the division with a sub 500 record. I'll mention that again. Todd Bowles is their head coach. They fired Byron Leftwich. I don't think they've hired a new OC, but Brady's retired. He retired this morning, so it remains to be seen who their quarterback is. Is it Blaine Gabbard at this point in his career? It's, is, are they going to give Kyle Trask some run? Um, we just have seen like not no pre like barely any preseason. Like there's been nothing from these guys. Are they going to bring a free agent in? Who knows? Uh, but they're picking 19th in this draft, which is a gross mid pick um, for a playoff team. So uh, Carolina, Frank Reich is their new hire as head coach. Nice job. I think Frank's a really good head coach. I don't know why he was the scapegoat um, in, 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 in Indianapolis. Um, this is a guy who had just had to have a carousel of mediocrity to use that phrase again at quarterback from, you know, the surprise retirement of Andrew Luck right into uh, fucking Phillip Rivers and Nick Foles and uh, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. And it just kind of feels like Derek Carr is going to be the next guy that lands there because that kind of fits the mold with what they go there. But anyways, this is we're talking about Carolina. Uh, Sam Darnold finished the year as their quarterback. It looked a little bit better, but I certainly think they're going to be looking for a, a big free agent or in the draft. They're picking number nine uh, in the draft. Uh, and curious why they're picking nine in the draft. It says online they finished second in the division and New Orleans finished third. But New Orleans' selection is 10 and Carolina's is ninth. I don't know if one of the sites is wrong, but ESPN had Carolina as number two in the division, which would mean that they would be picking after New Orleans' selection, which, of course, goes to Philly. Anyways, irrelevant point, but something to look at there. Uh, New Orleans. D.A. is their head coach, dumbass Dennis Allen. Is it Jameis? Are they going to bring Andy Dalton back? Is it going to be somebody else? They have the 30th pick in the draft. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, they are in cap space hell. The, caps, the cap has been announced for this coming season. 224.8 million is the cap. It's, of course, the highest it's ever been. The Saints have currently have 281.9 million cap dollars committed for next year, they have to clear $57 million in cap. Horrible. What are they going to do? So if you guys have any thoughts, let us know. And finally, Atlanta, Arthur Smith oh. is their head coach. Desmond Ritter is their quarterback. They're picking number eight. They picked number eight last year, I believe. Maybe it was seven, whatever. This is, it's Groundhog Day for them. It, it, it's whatever that movie is. It's It's the same thing. They are in a bad spot, um, and their roster sucks. Their roster sucks. So I don't know who's first here, but I think Blaine had something. Blaine, why don't you just go? Yeah, that 10th is for Sean Payton. That's where that comes from. Did you say that? Yeah, but no, but, but the, they... why are they, if ESPN says that New Orleans finished third in the division, their allotted pick should be before Carolina, right? Because if Carolina finished second in the division, they should be picking. That means that they were better right. than New Orleans, so they should yeah. have a. I don't know why yeah. it does that. Um, yeah, I don't. I really have nothing to say about that either. I don't have any idea. But um, we'll start with Tampa. I think I saw a tweet today that said that Kyle Trask is their only quarterback under contract on Tampa Bay with the retirement of Tom Brady. So I don't know about Blaine Gabbert. Uh, maybe he's a free agent, so he's already off the roster or whatever. But um, 
Yeah, they have a lot of interesting uh, questions, and they're kind of an older team. They have older guys on that defense that's been really good, but is aging. I mean, I love Vita Vea, but how long has he been in the league? They got guys on the edge, Shaq Barrett, and is Jason Pierre-Paul still there? I feel like he's been there forever. Levante Uh, David, Akeem Hicks, all got to pay. JPP's on Baltimore. They've kind of been in. They've kind of been in on – on winning now and i think that our window is gone i think it's shut pretty heavily they're gonna have to figure out some things to do moving forward carolina the frank reich hire doesn't really do anything for me i mean sure nice guy but i prove it to me before i really buy in there um atlanta you're right johnny it is groundhog day in atlanta it is always the same they don't know what they want to do it feels like it's a proud franchise, but they just don't really seem like it that much to me. I I, I, I don't know. I don't get it in Atlanta and New Orleans. I'm praying for New Orleans because we've got to get right about them once. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be high on them again next year. So we're pr- I'm going to start praying now that they'll be ready to go for the NFC South because, in my opinion, all four teams are at a weird spot where if they make the right move here, they make the right move there, they can win the division. Like, I think Tampa Bay, they get a quarterback in there. They can still win the division next year. And I think that all four teams have a chance if they make the right move and Atlanta probably the least amount. Yeah. Even though New Orleans is in cap hell, they don't really have to pay anybody big name. I mean, Jarvis Landry is just probably going to fizzle out. And some of those older guys are just like Mark Ingram probably fizzle out, which is fine for them. But, you know, it's just a division of dead, really. It's has-beens and the Bucks and the Saints and the Falcons are dead and the Panthers have some life, but it's not alive. I don't – this division's going to suck again. But this pod did not suck. That was super fun. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long pod, but we, don't, we won't have another pod for a week, so it's yeah. extra content for, for the crew. Chan, close us out. For the crew, absolutely. That was awesome. I'm excited to get that uh, in our repertoire for yearly episodes because – just hearing some of the things that we said in August not transpire or transpire throughout the year. That just goes to show the greatness that is the National Football League. Awesome pod, boys. Appreciate your time. Um, back next Wednesday, no show Monday because no game. Um, anybody going to watch the Pro Bowl real quick before we go? Pro Bowl, anybody? Maybe? Nah. Might not, throw it. some not. skills things. Like, that's probably it. I'll watch some skill. Yeah, I'll watch some skill, maybe. But okay, awesome show, boys. I appreciate your time as always. Figure it out, pod, all social media. Follow us. Thanks to the listeners for the crew. See you, boys. For the crew. Oh, and Chiefs. Chiefs. Later. <laughs>